our Lakeshore campaign features content that some viewers may find uncomfortable, including gun violence, drug use, and sexuality. For more detailed information, including full content warnings and transcripts, check out the show notes or our website, therealmscast.com. The gang prepares to infiltrate the headquarters of criminal mastermind Rex Lemaire, hidden beneath the Drake Casino. While Knox and Roman stake out the property, Susan tracks down poisonous wolfsbane, and Kitty has a vision of Knox encountering a strange man locked up in the casino basement. Roman and Knox disguise themselves as a waiter and musician, respectively, while Simon and Kitty pose as wealthy society patrons to get in through the front door. Inside the casino, Knox runs into the mysterious musician he saw perform on his birthday, who introduces herself as Hazel. Roman narrowly avoids coming face to face with Rex's henchman Mickey, and Simon tracks down a werewolf associate of Rex's called Ben at the blackjack table. Though Kitty attempts to charm Ben into drinking a glass of rye laced with wolfsbane, he notices that the drink is off, and the gang's plan begins to spiral out of control. Hi, I'm Jory. I'm playing Kitty, the Oracle, and it's good to be here. Hey, I'm Jordan. I play Knox the Tainted, and it's good to be here. My name is Eli, and I play Rome and the Fae. It's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jillian. I play Susan the Hunter. We're doing a heist. It's good to be here. I'm Jesse. I'm the MC, and I'm the world's first podcast host slash detective. I have never heard of Serial. Welcome to Many Realms. Kitty Anakis, you compose yourself as you take a sip of your drink at the blackjack table of the Drake Casino. You exchange a solemn glance with your sister Roman as she dutifully marches back to the bar in her waiter disguise, the poisoned glass of rye balanced uselessly on her tray. On the back of your neck, you can feel the heat of Simon's gaze boring into you as your plan to poison and interrogate the werewolf Ben falls apart all around you. Ben flashes you a warm smile and taps his cards against the bays. It's been a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Katarina. Are you here by yourself tonight? I have a friend who ran off to play craps or something. Not my game. A good friend? A friend. I see. Are you in a a shortage of good friends currently? Oh. I'm like very uncomfy on her behalf. Anyway, so I guess I'll say, um, Some might say so. Are you a fortune cookie? My face is immediately flushed. I don't think I'm hard to read. Well, he is a man, uh, so he's illiterate, functionally. (laughs) And he smirks. He thinks he's just kind of flirted and just gotten you all stirred up. And he says, um, you know, Katarina, there is one place that has uh, some high quality rye in abundant supply. I have uh, a room upstairs and my liquor cabinet would uh, blow the hair straight off your head, trust me. I don't know if I could tempt you for a drink? Let's have a drink down here first. Alright, I don't know. That first one almost turned my stomach just to smell it. It must have been maybe that server. I don't know, she looked new. (laughs) You bitch! (laughs) How dare you! I absolutely am. I think I would ask for one more opportunity to persuade an NPC because he's like, no, I've just said I don't want to drink down here because the drinks suck and I'm inviting you to good drink land upstairs. That's an eight. 
I will protect you. <laughs> he raises his eyebrows and he says, Madam, I don't need you to get the wrong idea here. I am, of course, a gentleman. Uh, what say this? You can collect your friend and the three of us can head upstairs to my chambers and uh, enjoy a better quality of beverage and maybe, um, you know, get to know each other a little bit better. Sure, let me get him. I, I bring Ben with me to Simon and I say, Simon, Simon is my cousin from England. <laughs> um, Simon, this is Ben, Ben Simon. Oh. Ben says there are better drinks upstairs if you would like to join us. Can I figure Ben out? Yeah. I mean, no one else can, but maybe you can. Mm, no, not the six. Yeah, can I Can I read that he's, like, disappointed that I'm a man? <laughs> I don't think he seriously was like, oh, great, a threesome. That's not, he's not <laughs> like that, that juicy for it tonight. I think he was like, this is an elegant young lady. I'd like to get to know more. If she insists on having her chaperone with her, that's fine. And it'd be like nice if it was like not another dude up in my grill. So depending on like how like territorial you seem towards Kitty, that would affect his response. Um, he says, uh, well, if we're if we're all ready, um, please allow me. I want to like catch Roman's eye while we're on our way up so that you see that we are doing a thing. Okay, I'll try to snag uh, Knox on my way and we'll kind of tail subtly. Kitty and Simon, you step into the elevator that is at the back of the room behind the fountain with Ben. He steps inside. You can see this elevator is quite ornate. It has like gilded panels on the ceiling and on the walls. And it's also one of those uh, like service style elevators that also has like another door on the back as well. It opens on both sides. He uh, withdraws from his pocket a small key and turns it into a lock that is next to the button panel, which a grill slides away. He presses the button for the first floor. I think there's only a couple floors of rooms on this. I don't want to get too dramatic into this uh, environment. And um, the elevator glides noiselessly up and he says, um, how are things in England? Well, to be honest, uh, I've been a bit bored, so thought I'd hop across the pond is it my favorite cousin? See what kind of trouble we could stir up. Well, you won't find a, a more exciting and more troublesome place in the Drake Casino, I'll tell you what. Uh, the elevator door opens and he brings you down the hallway and into a uh, nicely furnished... It's like, you know, back in the olden times when like you would stay at a hotel for like an extended period as like a rich person, like an apartment hotel kind of vibe. And indeed, there is a gorgeous liquor cabinet here stocked to the brim with whiskeys and rise of all national origins. And Ben says, um, I'm going to just uh, go get a glass of water, but um, please make yourself comfortable. And he leaves you alone for a few precious seconds. Is he hitting on you? Oh, yes. And? Is he buying it? <laughs> I think so. He doesn't seem to think anything's up. I could probably get a few drinks in him and get some info. Uh, what What do we need? Uh yeah, yeah. What is his job, even? That'd be good to know. Should I, should I not be me? I don't think it's matter. I, you can't, but what, what, are you going to just like swap right now? I can. 
was he gonna that seems like he'll catch on to that if you do that right now i think he'll see something's up two hot women better than one but (laughs) i feel like this conversation is about to get interrupted soon (laughs) i don't know it's so good to ride it all the way to the end (laughs) but he'll he might uh, what what, what, will you'll tell him trust me (laughs) okay i trust you it'll be fine you hear ben's footsteps uh approaching from the hallway he crosses to the radio and turns it on and and some nice uh opera starts playing it's the opera station that philip likes he has brought in a, a bottle of mineral water and he uh crosses over to a drink cart at the side of the room and grabs a couple of nice glasses and lays them out on the coffee table in front of you where you're sitting on this kind of expensive leather sofa. And he says, um, Katerina, how do you occupy your time? I'm interested in art mostly. Um, I have done work curating. If you know the um, Friends of Lakeshore Habitaha Society, have you heard of them? That sounds familiar. It's so refreshing to, to meet a beautiful young woman who appreciates the finer things like art and literature and uh, an excellent whiskey. <laughs> um, how about you, Ben? What do you do? Uh, I'm in sales. It's uh, pretty boring. I wouldn't want to trouble you with the details of all that. Oh, please. I'd love to know. Please trouble me. Well, <laughs> you are trouble, aren't you? So much trouble. <laughs> I'm sure if you're if you're connected to the social circles of a city like Lakeshore, you may have once or twice heard the name uh, Rex Lemaire. For for my benefit, uh, would you care to share? Well, let me start by saying, folks, that uh, Rex owns this entire building we're sitting in, from the penthouse to the basement. Wow. Um, so, so it's a name to remember for sure. Although I might have to let him know that the quality of the drinks in his bar is a flag in these days. Uh, but hey, what's that between friends? Anyway, uh, for a long time, uh, I've worked with Rex to um, just help manage and oversee a lot of his uh, business endeavors. You know, any any modern metropolitan businessman uh, is wise enough to have his hands in a few different pies at any given time. And... Uh, Rex's finger's been covered in jam ever since he was uh, knee-high to a frog. Ew. Boy, that was a lot of words. <laughs> I don't think I liked all of them, but hey, <laughs> it's the whiskey. Blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol. So he basically just said that he, like, is run, run, runs around for Rex Romero. He's not, like, he didn't, like, say a super specific thing. I might have missed something in the metaphor. Why? It was crystal <laughs> clear. What's your problem? Um... No, he didn't open with, like, I am involved in, like, a drug trade or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He takes a nice sip of his uh, whiskey and gestures for you to do the same. I'm curious to see what Knox and Roman are going to do as they try to tail in the elevator, so let's cut to that. I feel like it's pretty fair to say that on the ground floor, like, it's one of those elevators that are like, here's the floor they're going to. Oh, love that. Totally, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does a ding, 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 and then we go to that one. When you get into the elevator, the whole button panel is, like, locked with uh, 
uh, with like a grill over it. Is this like for senior employees only for like important people? Or is there a chance that there's anything in Alex's pockets that they might have like left behind? Well, okay. Is it is it just a like a grate? Yeah. Can I, I don't know if this would count as like shifting. Can I just use my spindly bone fingers to just go in between it and go boop? I think you have to shift to shift. I don't think you can like one glove it, Michael. Can you let it out to do something less? Yeah, let it out I think would be a a good option for that. Okay. You failed. Four. Okay. (laughs) You're like, don't worry, Roman. I can just, oh, it's actually, mm, it's on there. Pretty strong. Do you mark corruption if you fail? I hope so. I think you take corruption when you, anything below a complete success, you take a corruption. Let it out is like channeling the darkness inside you to try to do something uh, extraordinary. Sounds good. Roman, the only thing that um, catches your eye when you ruffle through Alex's like little apron pockets is that um, it looks like there are some small runes scratched into the back of the Alex name tag. Uh, is there any way for me to discern anything about these runes? Any similarity to the gun? Any idea for me to discern what it would do? Visually, they look similar to the gun. Like, just stylistically, they're not the same shapes or anything. I think that you could uh, conceivably see that the name tag is like a flat piece of brass that pins in. And that um, it looks like maybe it could fit in the keyhole. I'll try it. You plug the, the name tag into the grill and it slides open, allowing you access to the buttons. Nice. <laughs> I go to one of the floor that they went to. You step out into uh, a hallway that has like, you know, about eight or ten uh, apartments in it. Does your demon form of like super sick hearing or something? No. No indications on the doors, right? Nothing that's like Benjamin. <laughs> you should be so lucky. I shape change into some sort of like animal or bug, like a rat or like a fly that can like fly through each of the keyholes. Sure. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, so what form do you want to take? There's no discernible. There's no particular like holes that I as like theoretically a mouse could go through. There's no like vent system. There's no like. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. If you're telling me you want to get as small as a mouse, then there's lots of ways to get into these apartments. Okay, I... I mean, most mice can just fit under a door. Yeah. Mice they get can? squishy. Yeah, sorry oh, yeah. to tell you, but yeah. That's fine, I'm not afraid of mice. Their bones are made of fucking rubber. Uh, okay, then I turn myself into a rubber-boned mouse. The North American uh. rubber-boned mouse. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, and you start making uh, a search for these others. Nox, what are you going to do? No, I think I'm just going to find some place to kind of lay lay low if there's even just like a little side. There's like a branching off to like another part of the floor if you want to like tuck around a corner for sure. Yeah, I'll just kind of hang out um, while uh, Roman does her stuff. Well, I hope you pay uh, like the vaguest amount of attention so that if I like somehow get caught. Of course. Okay. Inside Ben's apartment in the Drake Casino, he finishes pouring you another couple fingers of whiskey. He has taken off his suit jacket and rolled up his sleeves. He switched the radio from opera over to Big Ben to get into like a more party mood. 
um, and he is in the middle of telling a funny story. He turns to you, noticing how your uh, jacket is still tightly buttoned up, your tie nicely knotted, your hat screwed on with a vice, and he says, um, Simon, why don't you uh, lighten up a little bit? Make yourself comfortable. Have another drink. You're right. I, I, I'm afraid I have a, a slight con- confession to make. Katerina and I do this thing where, um, you know, we like to, to keep each other safe. <laughs> Jesse's face. Jillian in real life just undid her hair and shook it out dramatically. I love that. Well, oh my goodness, wasn't I just uh, uh, extra lucky tonight when I rolled down to the casino? Didn't get much in chips, but uh, seemed to have made a, a lovely pair of friends, haven't I? Sure seems like it. You are uh, a beautiful woman, if I may say so. Simon? <laughs> you can call me Susie. Susie! <laughs> okay, Susie. Well, I'm, I'm glad you two ladies feel comfortable enough around me to uh, <laughs> let your hair down, as it were. Yeah, you seem like an upstanding gentleman. <laughs> well, I like to think so. I mean, um, you know, I, you know, I give back. <laughs> he needs to up the ante a little bit. But I want to do it in a way that's not super disgusting. <laughs> but I don't think he just wants to sit here and drink. I like undo the top couple buttons on my shirt. Okay. Ben does you one better. He reaches underneath the coffee table and pulls out a deck of cards. And he says, Who says we have to leave all the games downstairs, eh? Couldn't agree more. Katarina, you seemed like you were an alright hand of blackjack. How about I play you for a kiss? Sure. And if I win, you're gonna tell me a secret. Haha. <laughs> little bit of truth or dare? I'll deal. Alright, I'm in. And I'm gonna cast psychometry on these cards. Good move. I rolled a ten. Yeah, I wanna I wanna use it so I will win the next round. You can you can, if you're saying I wanna use this like great roll to learn the whole order of the entire deck, that's totally fine. He uh he plays the hand and um is a very good blackjack player, but you have a surprising advantage uh, <laughs> that he's not aware of. He holds at 19, but you make a, a neat 20. I've heard there's a bit more to this building than meets the eye. Could you tell me a little bit about what what's going on downstairs? He smiles broadly and he says, um, you know, a lot of people would think that the uh, king of the castle might be most comfortable in the top of the tower, as it were, namely the penthouse. But our boy Rex, he, uh, he likes it underground for some reason, makes a point of it. So most of the basement is... Um, his sort of personal lodgings. So that's just his home, or is there anything more to it? Well, that's his office. That's where a lot of um, business dealings occur, if you get my drift. Sure. And that's where, um, (laughs) and you didn't hear this from me, that's where he keeps his creepy crawlies. Creepy crawlies? Tell me more. He taps his nose. He says, uh, Oh, <laughs> I don't want to give you girls nightmares. Just uh, just pray you never end up on the wrong side of Rex, all right? You two keep your noses clean. He's, he's got no sympathy for a pretty face, let me tell you. You know, Susan, Susie, Susie you are. <laughs> yes, darling? 
I think we would love to take a peek at some of these creepy crawlies. If you're not scared, that is. You <laughs> me? At this moment in time, a mouse bursts through the vent next to the couch and uh, squeaks and skitters onto the living room carpet. Uh, ben stands up and swears and he says, uh, holy shit, I'll, I'll get it. Sorry, I, there's, there's not a mouse problem here. Let me just, and he uh, starts chasing it down. What's in this? What's in this apartment? Kitty, Susie, Ben, drink cart, nicely furnished living room, hallway leading down to a kitchenette and a bedroom. I just want to lose him at this point, so I'll scurry over to the kitchenette. Yeah, you can you can scroll away, and he's gonna kind of thunder after you. And he says, "Hold on, hold on, girls, one second. Um, and after a moment, the the mouse eludes him, and he turns back and he says, um, "Now, girls, trust me." You don't want to see these. These are these are nasty little things. Trust me. I think we have a stronger stomach than you might guess. Please. Can I let it out to try and convince to like magically convince him? You can try to like, I mean, do you want to try to non magically convince him? Sure. Uh, can I do my magic thing now? No, because there's consequences to your failure. He kind of, he holds your gaze for a second. He says, um, I'm serious, Katarina. There's a, you know, Rex is a good guy. He's a, he's a strong businessman, but um, to, to run an empire like his, to, to keep things under control, sometimes you got to do some stuff that's uh, not so nice. Good girl like you doesn't want to get in with all that. I pull out my gun. I say, I insist. He's going to hurl his uh, full glass of whiskey at you. Presumably you might try to like duck out of the way of that. Um, and he takes that opportunity to uh, get to his feet and uh, with a roar, pull out a small pistol. And he says, what fucking game are we playing now? <laughs> okay, I turn into a human. He's got his gun trained on Susie and he looks over to Kitty and he says, uh... I don't think I like your cousin much anymore. Not knowing that Roman is about to transform, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I did not know that she was bringing that. Susie, are you serious? I'm gonna put my hand on either of their shoulders and cast Skim the Surface on Ben. A nine. Okay, you get one question. So I guess, what is your character thinking right now? And we've, we've discussed also that uh, it's canonical that when you skim someone's surface, they do feel it and they do know it. So I think you get a flash of an image of of Ben sprinting down the hallway into the elevator, um, maybe like a, a trail of smoke, gun smoke flowing out of the open apartment door. He uh, heads down to the elevator and he hits the door open button when it's on the ground floor and he makes some kind of hand signal over to the security booth and then he hits the basement button on the elevator panel and heads down even further. And you can see that as the elevator door opens in the basement, another guard is standing right there in front of the elevator and uh, Ben starts talking to him frantically. And that's Ben's immediate 30 second plan. <laughs> Roman, you are but a human girl. Well, I scurry towards the kitchenette because if he kept chasing me, I was gonna hide under the fridge. Yeah, I, if you as long as you got there and didn't like do anything stupid, you can. You're a mouse in a house. You've got the advantage. Yeah. So um, now a human girl. 
Is it fair to say that his back is turned to me? Like, could I like sneak up and disarm that pistol? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I, how do you want to do that? Like the specifics? With physical force, just like sneak up and grab it out of his hand? Oh, yes. Because in that case, I think I would call that unleashing an attack. Okay. Mouth is hard. Eight minus one. Still made it, baby! Seven. So you're going to inflict harm as established, and the harm that we've established is that you are trying to take his gun. So you do that. Um, And either uh, he will inflict harm on you, or you're going to find yourself in a bad spot. I'm going to inflict harm on myself. Okay. Roman, you creep into the living room, trying to avoid the surprised gazes of your sister and your drug friend. Hey, drug friend. Your weed man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you uh, reach over Ben's shoulder and shoot your hand out, grab the butt of the gun and wrench it away from him. He bellows in rage and as he turns back, like the bulk of his massive arm knocks you into the uh, plaster wall behind. You only take one point of harm. It's not super bad, but you have the gun and he's uh, wheeling about between all three of you saying, uh, no, 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 fuck this shit. He starts moving towards the door. Would Knox be able to hear this commotion? I should think so. If, like, everyone's shouting, and if he's listening well, which I hope he is, then yes. In that case, I'd like to just be standing on the other side, and I guess I'll have my fire gun uh, ready. Yeah, well, let's stand on the other side of the door right now. So you want to do the thing where, like, Ben backs up, turns, opens the door, and walks straight into the barrel of a fireball rune pistol? Yeah, like uh, in in uh, the Matrix where Trinity's all like, dodge this, like that, that whole spiel. Mm-hmm. But, but, not, but not shoot him, but not shoot him. <laughs> no, no, I got it, I got it. Ben is caught between several hard places, and he um, shoots a disgusted look at all of you, and he says... What is it? Fucking drugs? You want drugs? I mean, I'll never say no to drugs. Yeah, give us all, give us all your drugs. We want answers. But mostly drugs. <laughs> Where are the drugs? How many drugs are there? We want you to take us downstairs. Why? So Rex can kill me? If you don't? Think I'm that stupid? Maybe if you take us downstairs, we can offer you some kind of protection. Yeah, you, you, Katarina, if that's your real name. We, not just me. I wink at him. Christ above. Here's what's gonna happen. Gonna get in the elevator. I'm gonna hit the basement button. I'm gonna leave on the ground floor. That's plenty. Mm. You're not gonna get farther than that anyway. The place is fucking crawling with Rex's guys. What do you expect me to do about that? Hey, you want to live? We don't want any trouble from you. How are you going to convince us that when you get off at the ground floor, you're not just going to go run to Max and Mickey? Well, because Max is dead. Mickey. Just Mickey. Because I'm not that stupid and I'm, I'm happy to skip town if it gets you four out of my hair. Well, I don't, I don't buy this for a second. Who asked you? You're not even a hot girl. <laughs> yeah. What, is there, by any chance, an alternate way down to the basement? You want to take the stairs? Sure. I... Fine, 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 fuck this, fine. He um, storms out of the apartment, angrily shoves past you, knocks, 
and um, walks over to the elevator and starts bashing the button. And make sure to take my hat when I go. Uh, the elevator door glides open and the four of you step in. And he says, um, pieces away when we're on the casino floor, all right? Yeah, I tuck mine back into whatever holster I had around my waist. Put my hands oh, up. Oh, this is so dicey. I put away my newly attained pistol. Mm, I hate this, but okay. If you are on the casino floor with a visible gun, that's also a problem for everyone. The door to the main floor of the casino uh, opens and you step out looking good at this beautiful fountain. Despite the hectic half an hour, 45 minutes you've had up in Ben's apartment, um, it seems like little has changed down here. There's still some nice music. Uh, no, there's no nice music playing. Hazel never went back to finish her set after her conversation with you. Wow. Very unprofessional. Unprofessional, yeah. You hate to see it. You, you, you've always finished your set. He kind of shrugs his shoulders and sticks his head down to avoid attention and scurries up towards the the side, the race side with the bar, with the security desk, and with the washrooms. And he makes his way over to the door next to the... There's like a third door next to the two washrooms that just says employees only. And he pulls that same key out of his wallet and he is about to insert it in the uh, lock when he turns and he coughs and he says, Hey, Mickey! <laughs> did he open the door or did he just stick it in? He, uh, he just pulled the key out and Mickey lowers his, um, his newspaper and makes eye contact with this guy. And then you see Mickey's eyes glancing over the four of you with a slow but increasing familiarity as his guard meter ticks up. Yeah, Ben seems to be kind of like milking the moment, but I think he catches like a stern glance from Knox or from uh, Susie, and he uh, jams the key in and opens the door. Bastard. Had to try it, didn't I? Your time's limited. Sorry about that. Uh, he leads you into the back, and he says, uh, okay, these are the uh, service areas, kitchen up ahead, uh, dressing rooms for the musicians over there. Uh, staff room, probably stay out of there unless you have a fucking death wish, which I don't know, maybe you do. Seems pretty easy. And the creepy bet. crawlies? Uh, yes. Don't know what your fascination is. Fucking morbid. He opens a room that, uh, seems to be a, like the actual office for the casino itself. There is like a filing cabinet. There's a big desk covered in papers. There is a, uh, like map of the casino pinned to the wall, whatever. And he points to a door on the other side of this room and he says, uh, Stairs over there. You're welcome. Does anybody need to mark factions and want to roll investigate a place of power as we snoop around? I would. Oh, I'm gonna also. I'm gonna pistol whip him that. in the back of the head as hard as I can. Why? What? I, this guy's like <laughs> we don't just ice him right now. <laughs> Fuck him. I mean, valid. Um, he, okay, you can piss with him. He wants to, like, he, he considers it, like, I've done what I've said I'm going to do. I want to get the yeah, fuck out of here forever. Yeah, but that would have been fine if he didn't, like, deliberately try and call this guy that knows us. Um, so you don't want to let him go, or you want to let him go with the pistol whipping? Uh, if he gets knocked unconscious, that's great, but I just would like to hit him as hard as I can in the back of the head, yeah. You should, uh, unleash an attack. Is that still, is that still 2d6 with this? Yeah. Okay. Oh, always the 2d6. Uh, off of Blood. what? Uh, 10. You uh, can piss a whip him, and you have the option to either inflict terrible harm or take something from them. Uh, I'll inflict harm. 
uh, enough to knock him out and then take the key. So take that rule book. No, that's valid. Yeah, you you uh, knock him cold with the butt of your gun, and he slumps over in the corner of the room, and you uh, take the key out of his hand and tuck it into your pocket. Does he have any like uh, anything else? So just you know, may as well. He's got a wallet with a good amount of cash in it. He has a uh, business card from the Drake Casino. He doesn't have as much stuff as he normally would. He was kind of relaxing at home when you busted him. Great. Uh, I'll do the classic, like, open his wallet and flick through and take out all the cash and then, like, throw the wallet Roman, on his body. Roman <laughs> takes $10 from your wallet and says, that's for the Cosmo. <laughs> I would like to investigate a place of power. Oh, can we both do that? No. One of you can do it. I want wild. I think it's wild. This is power. Oh, I don't need that. Then. Can I do that? Sure. Oh my god, my rolls are awful! Well, I failed, but I still get to mark, right? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of papers and, and files scattered here, and you're not sure how to make sense of it. The only thing about Investigate a Place of Power is that I uh, conceptualize it as taking like a good amount of time. Um, so even as you're like roughing through these papers, even if you were doing a good job, it's like you've got minutes, if not seconds, on the clock before more of the guards know about you and know what's going to happen. So you take a look around, but nothing really jumps out at you. All right, let's go down to those creepy crawlies as... Yeah, presumably, like, the important stuff would be in, like, Rex's office or whatever. So we venture down? Yeah, the next door seems to uh, indeed lead to a small kind of industrial service stairwell, like a fire stairs kind of thing. And they descend deep into the basement of the Drake Casino. When you get down to the basement, you are in a corridor. There are... Two doors, like, running the length of the corridor and one door at the end of the corridor. You don't really have, like, a map of this place or anything. So what's your game plan here? Just to go? Yes. Does anybody have any... Yeah. <laughs> any visions? Yes. Um, I do want to try and keep an eye out for whoever might have been in my vision. Okay. Last episode. Was there any way in your vision for you to figure out, like, ish where it was at all? No. It, this These, like, walls and ceiling and environment look to be, like, broadly the place. Let's say you go. Let's say you open a door and, hey, why wait? Let's give them the good shit. You open a door and inside you find what looks like a small makeshift prison. There is a crude jail cell that has been constructed in the corner and uh, inside you can see a figure hunched over in the shadows wearing clothes that have long since unraveled into uh, mangy rags. There doesn't appear to be anyone in this room besides the figure. There's no visible guard. But as you open this door and kind of enter this dimly lit room, you think you hear like a, a strange scuttling or like a creeping sound. You can't quite place it. It doesn't sound like anything you've heard before. What do you do? Susan, keep an eye out. Stand guard. Somebody's coming. Okay. I keep watch outside the door. I'm like expectantly looking at Knox. You want to get a closer look? Yeah, I'll go have a look. Okay. Uh, you approach the cage and you see the figure look up. And indeed, it looks like uh, a man who bears a striking physical resemblance to you. And as he staggers forward into the dim light of the small lamp in this room, you see a man who, yeah, that's... That's your father, Knox. You haven't seen in maybe over a decade. For a moment, your two pairs of eyes just search each other's faces like 
you're struggling to even remember what that other looks like. And he squints his brow and then he looks up at you and his mouth falls open. He says, Larry, is is it really you or is it another one of his tricks? Yeah, it's me. What are you doing down here? Are you tell me you're not working for him, Larry? No, no, I'm not. What are you doing down here? Enjoying one of the guest rooms. Can you, do you have the key? No. Okay, um, that room over there, and he points to the one on the opposite end of the room that you didn't enter through, says that's the guard room. That's, uh, that's where they're probably going to be. Just be careful. Thanks. Roman is like, is this your dad? Do you want us to free him? Uh, no, I think that he's good where he is. Do you say that out loud? Yeah, sure. He he grabs the bars and he, he gestures over to you, Roman, and he says, Please, miss, please, 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 you've got to get me out of here. You have no idea how long I've been down here. Miss, please, you have to help me, please, please. I know you're a good person, miss, I can tell you're a good person, please. Well, first of all, I ain't that good a person, but, uh... <laughs> I think I need Nox to air out some dirty laundry. Why would you need that? I mean, you're not my ride-or-die right now, and I... Although not, like, a perfect person, see this, like, haggard man who could use a hand, and I know you have the key. Haven't I told you guys, like, who, who he kind of is? No. Oh. I don't know anything about you. You ever heard of Jack Anderson? I think we can just know, right? I don't know. Knox is asking the rest of the group if they've heard of Jack Anderson. Yes. I could see uh, Roman or Kitty, or sorry, Roman or Susan having heard the name once or twice. Obviously not like directly, but um, well, how long has Susan lived here? 10 years, which is the same amount of time. (laughs) So Roman maybe in like some of her darker adventures in her past is the most likely to have heard of Jack Anderson. Sure. This is a man that tried to go toe-to-toe with old Rex Lemaire and I guess ended up in this situation. It could have just as easily gone the other way. And uh, he's just as bad. So if it was... How dare you say that? You shut your mouth, you ungrateful brat. I want to poke my head in the door. Daddy, Daddy dearest. I don't want to get into whatever your family, but... If you're thinking selfishly right now, perhaps he might have information or a way to help us if he's been here for as long as he says. Yeah, Roman's a little bit like the enemy of my enemy. Susan, you said you poked your head in to see what was going on. Yeah, y'all want to hurry it up a little bit? You feel the barrel of a gun pressed between your shoulder blades. The cool voice is in your ear. Don't move. There's no trouble here. And of course, who else could it be but Hazel extends a hand onto Susan's shoulder and uh, gently guides her into the jail room and then shuts the door behind the four of you. And she's got one hand on Susan's shoulder and another hand uh, on the gun between her shoulder blades, she says. Good evening, everyone. Who might you be? Uh, I'm the piano player. You might have heard me earlier this evening. Hey, Knox, you know this woman? Only by name. Musicians seem to keep popping up. I also pull out my pistol. Easy does it, unless you want uh, me to make a real mess out of this poor woman's ribcage. I just think 
three guns against one, maybe it's in your best interest for us to all put them away. You hear that, miss? They're, uh, they're ready to see you go splat if they don't get their way. How's that for friendship? She's whispering in Susan's ear because she knows that she can get a shot off before any of you can try to... I mean, it's a risk, but she's pretty sure she can get the only shot she needs to get. Yeah, no, like, I... This is a bad spot, so I have my hands up. Maybe if we all just shut up and, and communicated and listened a little bit, this could all go away. We're listening. Why don't you start, miss? And she uh, squeezes your shoulder a little bit and she says, What possessed you to bring your merry band down here to the basement of the Drake Casino tonight? Sunshine. What, just drugs? You can't buy it? Haven't you heard? There's a shortage. Buy the shit stuff the wolves make. It's no good. Really? What about the rest of you? You're all druggies? That's the long and short of it. Yeah, that's literally what I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I don't buy it. Not from you. And she makes again that searing eye contact with you, Nox. And she says, um, Looks like you've got a lot more going on here tonight than the rest of them do. Has he, um, has he told you? Told us what? Who he's working for? No. Uh, why don't you show him, big boy? I'm sure it's quite the surprise. All right. All right. I, uh, I turn to Padre. And I say, I hope you're happy with what you made. And then I'll, I'll, I'll shift. The five of you stand and watch as Knox uh, steps over to the corner of the room and transforms into his demonic persona. Again, the claws extend from the ends of his fingers. The rough, rocky uh, exoskeleton covers his entire form. You can roll to get powers as usual, right? Uh, let me see. An 11. On a 10 plus, I get to choose two different things. So... Uh, I'll take tough as nails, so my my armor is even tougher. And don't look at me when I when I mislead someone. I roll with heart instead of mind. Cool. Um. Yeah. The five of you watch as uh, Nox transforms. Are you kidding me? Oh, we didn't tell you, did he? Naughty boy. Me and Kitty have already seen this, so. Oh, did you know? Hey, I like you, I do, but I'm not in the habit of spilling other people's secrets, I say pointedly. He saved my life, so. Good friends you lot are. Jesus. Oh, you're the only one that didn't know? Oh, sister, that's a real bummer, isn't it? How could they do that to little old you? You look like a sweet thing. What's your name? Susan. Hi, Susan. I'm Hazel. It's a pleasure to meet you. I I I will use uh, from hell in this situation. So that's another corruption, and that is the uh, my patron sends a game of demons to work on my behalf for a scene. Wait, but we don't know if she's bad yet. It's okay, and then say I'm gonna just murder her. I'm gonna try and hopefully that they do, they get Simon free. I have a feeling that Hazel can probably do that too. You billow forth from the back corner of the room, another cloud of the signature sulfuric smoke, 
and uh, two of these hellhounds appear with scorpion tails and start growling and uh, rubbing their muzzles against Hazel's legs like they're about to bite her. Um, and Hazel looks down and she says, Do I have to call HR? She, she sighs and she transforms herself. Hazel's skin splits open from her curly giant afro, wicked long horns that have barbs along the top that are like made for goring erupt, huge jet black wings spurt out from her shoulder blades and her eyes twist into uh, flaming red cat-like pupils that glare at all of you. And she says, um, I just don't think you're being very fair. I'd love to talk about this first. Yeah, I think that that would be pretty, pretty great, but you so far have... You've done what, exactly? Broken into the basement? Taking our friend hostage. Oh, please, we're just playing. This thing doesn't even shoot real bullets. That's, it does. Don't move, please. Um, um, come on. Plus, she's a mortal, so, like, you know? No offense. You seem really nice. What is it that you want? You asked me that already tonight. Uh-huh. And I ask it again. Because of your poor memory retention, I can understand. Well, men, you know. <laughs> Look, are these... Are these guys skilled? For the most part. Because I wonder if Five could do it. Have you been down here before? No. But you seem like you have. Well, I have a residency. Not that I've made it into this particular room, by the way. Who is that in the cage? It's my dad. Oh, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You're having quite the night, aren't you? Real roller coaster, yeah. Do any of you have anything that could get the vault open? What kind of vault? Reinforced steel. Uh, I believe at least one arcane ward. And um, Rex, usually within 10 feet of it at all times. Rex is there? He's in his office, unless I'm mistaken. What, you didn't know? Yeah, we have something for that. Uh, Okay. I'll open up my case. Produce the arc. Is that a bomb? What the fuck is that? No, I just said what it's for. Who's not listening now? You said it could get the vault open. Yeah, well, it can, and it will. Can it? Yes. Okay, fine. Um, then we would need something to destroy the contracts. Anyone volunteering? The contract? Yeah, sweetie. No? No? Sorry, doll. Pretty dress? Elaborate. Employee? The contracts that have our fucking souls in them! Sorry. A little bit excited there. Look, are we doing this tonight or not? I'm sorry. No. What are you... What are you saying? You talk a big game for someone who has no uh, fucking idea what's going on here, don't you? I have no idea what's well, going on here. Well, the first step is admitting, and the second step is shutting up. Here's in the middle of the yeah, night. Yeah, he's a subcontractor. Rex has about 13 of them. Different parts of the city. It's a pretty good gig. I wish I thought of it myself. But I wanted to be an amazing pianist. I would do anything to play the piano like a stupid fucking bitch. We've come here for different reasons, but I'm very interested in what you're saying now. So whatever aid that at least myself, if not all of my accomplices can give you. 
I will gladly assist you. So something to destroy the contracts. Like, um, something sacred, something holy. Yeah, I might have something. If you would okay. kindly remove your weapon from my back. Well, we're, we're getting there. We're about nine-tenths of the way. Um, seems like I was holding more of the cards than I thought I was. You're great bluffers, but uh, lousy planners from what I can tell. I think it would be best if we drew some of the guard away from Rex's office, got in there. I mean, I could try to distract him. He likes me well enough. It wouldn't last super long, but maybe long enough for you guys to get the jump? Darling, I'll try anything. I'm into this plan. Yeah? Jeez, okay. What about Daddy Dearest? You want to leave him in here? Yeah, he can rot for all I care. You a bad dad, sir? No, please, miss, please, miss, let me help, miss, please. She's like, okay, all right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She says, I've only come down here through that elevator, so I'm not 100% certain on where we are. I just heard your stealth work in the office next to my dressing room, and uh, I snuck behind. So do you know the fastest way to Rex's office? No, it's not like anyone has a map. Kitty does not feel good leaving Knox's dad down here. Uh, if Kitty wants to let him out, then Roman will align with her sister. What? This is... Kitty, th- this man is a mass, mass murderer. I've been down here for, for over ten years. I haven't seen s- sunlight. I haven't, I haven't smelled fresh air. You have no idea what it's been like down here. Please, miss, please. Please, you're so kind, miss. You're so sweet, miss. Please, miss. You know what, Kitty, can't... Uh, you're, you're able to just, like, see people's future? It's not that simple. Well, then what is it? I can see a possible future. What, what, do, what are you getting at? I don't think that if you go and, and, and you investigate my father that you will find any possible future, no matter how many times you try, that is one that is not grim and dark. I'll do anything. I'll, I'll move away. I'll move to another country. I'll change my name. I'll change my face. And just you'll never have to think about me ever again. Just please spare me this one kindness, this one kindness. I can tell you like to help people. You're a sweet woman. You're a kind woman. Uh, Roman is like, this could benefit us greatly. Kitty wants to let him out. I think it's a liability. Yeah. This is a man that Rex felt the need to imprison down the hall just next to where it... Are you... Are you... Yeah, is Rex the the meter of sound judgment for you today? Because, uh... I don't know about that. Like I'll put it I'll put it this way. You can you can leave him here, or if you let him out, I'll probably just have to kill my own father. Because there is no way that I'm just gonna let him walk free. So you can make uh an enemy out of me or <laughs> I guess an enemy out of him. You guys really weren't prepared for this, were you? I don't care for Hazel Snark. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty will not do anything. She's frozen. This is too much for her. I'll throw him a pitying glance. Let's go, let's go. Do you have access to the elevator? Oh, yeah, I do. If you head back upstairs, um, hopefully it's not swarming with goons yet, and you head into the back door of the elevator and head down to the basement. I know how to get to Rex's office from that elevator, so if we take it through there, then maybe um, I'll know where we are and we can kind of proceed as normal. Um, or we can go through this next door. I just don't know exactly where we are in the building. I feel like we should elevator it. Jack Anderson in the cage, as you all turn to leave, says, 
If 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 you walk out of here, I'm gonna I'm gonna scream and tell all the guards where you're going. You have to let me out of here. I look pointedly at Knox. I still want to let him out of there. And I think I made myself pretty clear. Okay. Then you turn your back on your father and leave the jail room. And Hazel leads you back up to the stairs. She has reverted back to her um, human form. And as you uh, gather up in the office, she pokes her head out of the door and she says, um, looks like Mickey's out there. He knows us. He knows our faces. Can uh, Hazel distract him and we'll meet her down in the basement? Um, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you just lie and say that we went a different direction? Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm going to go out. You're going to count to 15. Then you're going to go. Okay. Okay. Roger. You got okay. it. She goes out and uh, you hear Mickey shouting at Hazel uh, unintelligibly in the distance as soon as he sees her. And then you hear Hazel burst into elaborate pain sobs and you hear the shouting and the sobs uh, get fainter in the other direction. Yeah, we do the thing. We count the 15. Okay, do it. the hallway looks clear. The elevator door is right in front of you on the, uh, on the end of the hallway. We go. As you step inside the elevator, you use, I guess, the key to open the grill and hit the button for basement and descend once more. And as the door opens, you see one of Rex's guard standing boredly, uh, monitoring the hallway and the access to the elevator. Right. Just like in Kitty's vision. What do you do? Walk confidently past him. I think he pulls a gun. He, he says, ah, not so fast. Can I shoot first? <laughs> you can try to unleash an attack. I'd say you have a bit of an element of surprise if you go as soon as the doors open. That's an eight. Okay. Um, so he's either going to inflict harm on you or another thing is going to happen. I'll take the harm. Okay. You you get a shot on him and uh, big gun, little gun, knife. What are you doing? Oh, I, I just have the small gun. It does. Um, it now does three harm because I took a move called deadly. And it's silent and holy. Yo, shit. You pull out the fucking Pope's own... <laughs> Peace. Holy god damn. And uh, you you send him straight to the angels. I don't think you can... I don't think it kills him. I don't think three harm will, will end his life. But he goes down unconscious on the ground as blood pools out onto the floor. He did manage to get a shot off and it uh, hits you, clips you against the side. And you take two points of harm. Ah. Yeah. And, you know, his gun is um, not huge, but also not silent. So there's a sound of gunshot thudding. Keep moving. Hazel's not down here yet. The elevator is like ticking back up, as you can see, to the main floor on the little display. So if you keep moving, let's just say left or right. Doors. Right. Hmm. This is a room that looks to be full of magical and scientific diagrams. It is uh, like the guard room, dimly lit. It seems like Rex likes the dark. And you can, again, hear that strange kind of, like, clattering, uh, scuttling sound that you heard before in the guard room. Kitty, you see diagrams in the corner that look, uh, familiar, like the ones that you saw in Hotch's lab last week when you had a vision of that. I snag them. Okay. Um, you head over to the corner and you start unpinning sheets of paper from the wall and picking up stuff and piling it in a loose manila folder. 
you also see what looks like a uh, jar that has some dried leaves or herbs or something like that inside. Snag that too. You go and you grab that and you stuff it in your handbag. And as you move aside another pile of papers to look and see what else you can grab, you encounter a Cousin It-style disembodied hand crawling along on its fingertips that seems to notice you and leaps up and starts uh, grabbing over your face and suffocating you. It's the hand from the man! Oh, yeah. Well, can I pry it off her? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Kitty, I imagine, is probably screaming as this hand is, like, digging its nails into the edges of her face and trying to choke her out. Roman, you run up and you pull this hand off and uh, it tries to break free of your grasp and... I would say you would have to keep your cool to, like, maybe hold on to this thing, because it is, like, squirming and, and scrabbling at you, and it's a disembodied hand. I mean, I'm not, like, trying to keep it. Can I, like, shove it in a jar, or...? Yeah, I still think that's keep your cool for, like, a fine motor action with this, like, wriggling live disembodied hand situation. Eight. The MC will tell you what it's going to cost you, based on what you want to avoid. What do you want to avoid? This suffocating my friends, I guess? Yeah, I think I would just say that if you try to pull this thing off Kitty's face and grab it and try to, like, stuff it away, it is going to, with its, like, sharp nails, lock itself deep onto your hand, deep enough to draw blood, and um, it's going to deal one harm as it, like, draws huge scratches down the length of the back of your hand as you uh, rip it off and stuff it in one of the empty jars in this room. You're a bit bloodied. You hear the click sound of the door opening, and uh, Hazel pokes her head in. Heard some screams. All good in here? Found the creepy crawlies. Oh, yeah. Rex thinks he's real funny. Uh, saw what you did to Marco, so I think the, the timer is ticking just further by the second. So um, if we're all done in here? Yep, let's go. So, okay, she is leading you back through the hallway. She is taking you deeper into this, uh, this, these catacombs, essentially, of Rex's, like, twisting offices. And she says, I think what I would like to do is try to get Rex into the adjoining parlor from his office so that he will be out of the room entirely long enough for you guys to blow the safe. Once you blow the safe, he's going to realize the jig is up and probably come back pretty quickly, so be prepared for that. But I can at least get him out of the room, I think, for... 90 seconds or so, and then it might be a little bit by year after that. Any questions? I... I guess not. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Obviously try for longer than 90 seconds. Yeah, he's not a patient man. She approaches an ornate wooden door with, like, nice carvings around the outside of it, and she says, um, Wish me luck! And she uh, opens it and slides inside. You hear uh, the sounds of speech from deeper inside, and eventually you hear uh, the sound of a big, like, a heavy groan and the sound of, like, wood sliding and moving, and you hear Hazel yelp shortly, and then after that, you just hear silence. All right, let's go. We got a minute. Inside this large office, it looks like there is no one here, Um, and there are no doors leading anywhere else into the... Uh, into Rex's lair, so you're not sure exactly where Hazel and Rex went. This room has beautiful, like, ceiling-to-floor bookshelves on two walls. Uh, Indeed, in the corner, as mentioned, there is a sturdy steel vault. Um, Rex's desk seems to be laid out with paperwork that he was in the middle of working on, 
and um, your timer starts now. Okay, well, um, Vault, obvious first choice. What did Hazel say we need to get through this? Something holy. We got the gun. Do I have any information if and how this arc could be used? As far as what you are aware of, and like depending on how much you've shared with Susan and vice versa, the arc is something that Rex wants, and it's used to measure magical energy. And Hazel asked if anyone had anything that could open the vault, and you said the arc could. So that was your idea. Okay, so the arc's not doing it, right? You've tried, didn't do it? I mean, I will try helplessly to open the thing and see if it does anything. I've already let the cat out of the bag with the arc, so I'm in the belly of the beast with the arc now, so. Okay. Can I frantically look for a key while this is happening? Sure. Why don't you roll to investigate a place of power? Yeah, so while she's trying that, I'd like to try the arc, the name tag, and the key that Jordan took off of Ben. Okay. I rolled a nine. Uh, a nine on investigative piece of power. I would say for what it's worth that Susan probably like knows the most about the arc because she's had the longest and most detailed access to like materials about it. Um, so Julian, I don't know if you're interested in like, I don't know, what are you interested in? I feel I feel like I got what I came here for and that... This is a dangerous waste of time. Okay, that's valid. So uh, let's start with Kitty then as you rummage through the drawer because that seems like Rex's desk seems like the best place to start here. Nothing resembling a key turns up, but there are a few other things of interest around here. In uh, one drawer, uh, neatly folded, are a couple of spare flyers for the Lakeshore exhibition. They are sitting on top of uh, what looks like a big invoice and the invoice is for Rex's shipping company. You can get a glance at it and see that it looks like Rex was recently shipping uh, a new batch of imports, and there is an address listed in the north end of Lakeshore where these imports are being sent. As well, more kind of uh, viscerally, underneath the rug that is in the middle of the room next to the desk, it looks like a large pentagram has been carved into the floor and painted and decorated with all kinds of strange mystical runes. This might be where Rex does a little bit of his business. So I'd say that's, yeah, that's about um, the biggest kind of most obvious stuff you could find on a nine investigating a place of power. Roman wants to try to use the Ark on the vault. I think I would just have to say flat out, based on everything you know about the Ark, um, it is like a, it's a measurement tool. You can't, you can't use like a measuring tape to open a vault either. Oh, but I'm still trying the other two things. The card that Jordan got off Ben, which is a key, and then also the runes that Alex had on their name tag. Like, the two things that I already know to be keys. Yeah, yeah. I don't think either of those would have the power to do it. I think one of them is, like, the the key of just, like, a lackey, and one of them is someone who might not even know, like, what this is or what it opens. Can I let it out to activate this pentagram, not really knowing what it's for? Do it. Yes, of course. Eight. On a hit, choose one and mark corruption. You can either take one forward on your next roll, extend your senses, supernatural or otherwise, frighten, intimidate, or impress your opposition. That one. Okay. So I think you um, roll up this rug and you step into the center of the floor here and you um, kneel in your beautiful jewel tone gown and uh, rub your hand across all of these runes that are carved into the floor. And you are trying to um, 
you know, think about all the runes that you've seen on the name tag and on the guns you've encountered and trying to put together what what sort of arcane uh, forces power an object like this. You're mumbling these sounds under your breath, trying to figure out what words to speak. Suddenly there is a uh, flash of light and the room fills with billowing yellow smoke. Kitty, when you look up, your friends are standing in the corner of the room and surrounding you in the circle are 13 demons. Some of them have forms like a dog with a frog head and a scorpion tail. Some of them look like strange menacing birds with like tentacles growing out of them. They all are sort of uh, unique manifestations of the horrors and unpleasantness of hell. You mark one corruption and these demons watch you impassively. Susan, you see the bookshelf on the one wall, the floor ceiling bookshelf, start to slide and it's like vibrating a little bit and you can see that it's starting to slide open, revealing the door that Rex keeps to his parlor. Am I also seeing all these demons being summoned? Absolutely. I thought maybe you would open the safe. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Well, maybe a demon can open the safe. Can I ask a demon to open the safe? I don't think you should ask a demon to do anything. We gotta go. What's up, Laxies? Laxies turns to you, Nox, and he says, Who has called me here? Wrong number. Yeah, can we just leave? We can just leave. The door slides open, and uh, Rex Lemaire walks in. Hazel standing behind him. She is holding her arm, and she's kind of, like, looking at you all, like, Okay, and it said 90 seconds. You decided to summon 13 demons. That's cool, too. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, Rex is, you know, it's hard to surprise a guy like Rex Lemaire, but um, walking into four strangers in his secret inner sanctum, uh, a circle of 13 demons bearing down on one of them, and the other three trying to crack his, like, secret secure vault is a shock. Maybe not what he was expecting tonight. I think he is going to raise his hand, and uh, you can see all of the heads and the eyes of the demons. Can I shoot him? Yeah, go for it. Unleash an attack. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to watch. There's 13 demons. He's probably a demon. Everyone's a fucking demon today. Can I also aim to shoot or attack? You can try to attack okay. or roam It's rather. a nine. A it's nine? a nine. Okay. I'm, I'm going to use Wild Fury. That's the rain one? No, it's just an element of my choosing, so it c- I can either do two harm to an area or three harm to a person. And you want to, uh, what do you want to do? Talk to me what happens. Summon a bolt of lightning to just hit him. Okay, um, so as he raises his hand and these demons come to uh, watch him as he stands before them, Susan, you pull out your holy gun and get a clean shot at his chest. Roman, you reach down inside of you for your fairy magic and you summon a bolt of lightning that arcs down from the chandelier in this room and uh, gets him in nearly the same spot. He reels back. He staggers. He looks at all of you curiously, appraisingly, with a little, just like the faintest line of blood trickling out of the corner of his mouth. And he says, um, fine. And there's another billowing cloud of smoke and Rex vanishes. It's time to go. These demons are still um, making a circle around Kitty and staring at her now that Rex is gone. I, I told them I was a wrong number. I pull Kitty away. Okay, you uh, push between these two demons and uh, grab your sister. And even as you like rush past one, even as gently and delicately as you can, 
All of them swivel their necks and their, their claws and their horns and their eyes and their tentacles and their talons and their teeth. And they all look at you, Roman, as you reach in and grab your sister and pull her out. And when she leaves the circle, not good to leave a circle full of demons. It's not good to, it's a lot of questions. Hazel says, all right, fuck it, run now, run. And she heads out uh, the other way through the secret door. Um, what do you all do? These demons are turning and they're looking like they're ready to pounce upon Kitty for breaking the circle. Roman, again, first priority, taking care of my sister. I kind of want, like, Susan and Knox to get her the fuck out. I'm going to make sure I'm the last one out the door. Okay. So that I'm at least, like, physically blocking. You block the door and um, these demons are going to charge at you with all they've got. Yeah, I think if you're going to make yourself the last one here, you're going to take two harm as one of these demons uh, uh, rakes you with a, a serrated uh, knife-like claw across your chest. So, question. Yeah? What happens at four harm? At four harm, I think you have two grievous injuries. Um, so you're in like a super bad state. Okay, so I can get away, but I'm on death's door. Yeah, you're like staggering out. If you take any more harm, you're fucked. As you're running down the hall back towards the elevator, the way that Hazel led you, uh, you can see goons are spilling out of the doors, but uh, many of them stop when they see, following behind Roman, uh, parade a spirited away fucking menagerie of demons that are pouring out of this room and wreaking havoc on the basement of the Drake Casino. You leap over the body of the guard that Susan shot as you crowd yourselves into the elevator. Hazel comes around and meets you from the other end of the hallway, and she says, Shut the fucking door! Come on, come on! And as the door is shut uh, on, like, a claw that's just trying to, like, work its way in, but the door's arcane force is too strong and, like, clips the nails of a demon that end up smoldering on the floor of the elevator, Hazel is breathing hard, and she says, uh... You didn't get the vault open, did you? Not exactly. No, our darling princess decided to summon a fuck ton of demons. Hey, nobody had any better ideas. Do you have anywhere I can stay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, probably not going to like it, but I got somewhere. I'll put up with anything these days. The door to the main floor opens. Um, you can see that uh, there's like an increased amount of guards patrolling this first floor. And uh, as the little bell dings, you see Mickey burst out from the door that leads to the back hallways where you found the office and the dressing room and all that. Hazel pulls out her pistol and she says, I'm so sorry. And she uh, clips him in the shoulder and he yelps and uh, smashes against the, the door. She puts it back in her purse and she says, um, did any of you drive here? We took a car. We didn't drive here. Well, um, let's go. Let's get hailing. The five of you sprint out of the Drake Casino as guards uh, flock over to Mickey, flock over to the elevator, which unfortunately is dinging all the way back down to the basement for some reason. All you can smell is that scent of sulfuric demon smoke as it billows up through the elevator shaft and into the main floor. Hazel sprints down the street. She's got her heels off. She's like, fuck it. She hails a cab, throws the back door open and ushers all of you inside. And she gets in the front seat and she brushes her hair out of her eyes and she says, um, where to next? Thanks for listening to episode 11 of Lakeshore. This one was a doozy and we're only getting closer and closer to blowing this case wide open. We'll see you next time on July 7th. Until then, take care. <laughs>